review. Family. And our family, uh, family of uh, Brother Tim and uh, Brother Matt, uh, Brother Stephen, welcome, and entire family. And we praise the Lord that uh, you know um, we are our, we have our um, still our young people still working. Our um, later on our ladies and the the men the men in our church. Are doing well by the grace of God, and we continue to pray that the Lord will uh, also use them in the work of the ministry as we are uh, training everyone to preach the Word of God. And we have meeting every Monday evening, so uh, I hope that those of you who have not joined that uh, men's meeting that you will consider joining them. All right, um, let's carry on with our. Um, Sunday school, we are now in chapter 17 of the book of Sam. Open your Bibles now to the book of Sam, chapter 17. I will read this just uh, follow with your eyes. There are a few verses, 15 verses in this chapter. And follow with your eyes as I read. Bible says from chapter 17 of the book of Sam, verse number 1, here the right O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer, that goeth not out of faint lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence, that thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart, thou hast visited me in the night, thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the words of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in my, in my paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by the right hand them which put their trust in thee. From those that rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. From the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. They are enclosed in their own fan. With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth, like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with a hid treasure. They are full of children and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for once again bringing us to this place of worship. And I pray, Lord, that you will speak to us through your word. 
and help us to um, meditate and understand the passage of Scripture. Help us, Lord, to know your uh, principles of the Bible, that we may apply this um, in our daily walk with you. Bless all your people, and I pray, Lord, that you will also even bless those um, members of the church who are still traveling to come to this place and bring them here safe and sound. Bless all of us with your word once again. Um, we pray that your word will find place in our heart and that your word will be our delight. And again, we pray for the victory of our services today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This is um, the Psalm of David. And uh, he talks about the oppressor. He talks about protection from them. So David, as you know him, he is the sweet psalmist of Israel. He, he appeals to God and, um, to exercise the righteous judgment and asking God for favor uh, because of the workers of iniquity. So there are workers of iniquity surrounding him. So he pleads his own cause. He pleads his, um, the case that he has. And he said that um, he has an unfeigned lips. That means he's real, he's, uh, he's, he's honest, he's sincere. And he said, um, he acknowledged that in his life he had been tried. The Lord already tried him. And he said that he was found approved. So because of that, he asserted his right to ask divine favors from the Lord. And that is the blessing there if you have that clean conscience, clear conscience in the sight of God that you can ask God special favor. Especially when you are going through rough times because some people are trying to oppress or trying to, you know, bully you around. So you can, you can ask God and, and run to God for His um, special favor. And furthermore, He seeks... Um, and finds refuge in the word, he said, of thy lips. So the word of God is his delight. The word of God is his joy. So again, the believers in our times today, all of us can run into the tower of the Lord and we can find solace. We can find um, refuge in the word of God. This is, um, you know, David saying that he was God's, you know, uh, the apple of the eye of God. That means God's eyes are really upon him, looking after him. And he said that um, he, he is kept and he is protected under the wings and under the shadow of the wings, he said. But contrary-wise, you can find here, uh, that the wicked are destined to be judged. The end of the wicked is not really looking good. And what they have only is in this life. That is why they will maybe try to enjoy their life while they are here because that's the only thing that they have. That's the only satisfaction that they have because the future is not really for them. So as for the true believer, David said, shall be satisfied 
awakes, that means when we die and then the Lord will wake us up, then we shall see, you know, God face to face. And we can find that, you know, uh, the Lord is really good to us. In verses 1 to 2, here in our text, this speaks about, um, this speaks about some, or about the petition for judgment. He said, hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer, that goeth not out of vain lips. Let my sentence come from, or come forth from thy presence. Let thy eyes behold the things that are equal. And you see here, this is, actually this is similar to a courtroom. As you can find in a courtroom, there is this judge. And this is, um, David here is like acting as an accused person. And they have this prosecutor that will that charge him. But the problem with this, uh, these people are not, are not, um, the prosecutor is not really um, honest in, in David's opinion this is not right so David is like the defendant in this case and the, the plaintiff the plaintiff now accused him wrongly so therefore David is making his petition and ask God for favor with this First, you can see in verse number one that he calls upon the judge to hear. The judge to hear from his position of innocence. And his prayer, he asserts, is that uh, from his heart, he has the sincerity and his pleadings are without any pretense. So therefore he asked God to help him. In, in verse number 2, you can find also verse number 2, let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thy eyes behold the things that are equal. So now he asked God. He, he asked the Lord as the judge to view his case and to sentence him justly. Whatever God can see in his present situation, present condition in his life. He allows the Lord to judge, uh, judge me according to what you see in me. So David was confident in that, in that aspect that he has sincerity um, in him. And that is his um, you know, upper hand in this case because the, the Lord our God is a just God. A just judge. So in, in here, um, we as we think this over, one day we all will see and appear in the courtroom of God's justice. We all will face the judge ourselves. <coughs> the good thing there in that moment of court hearing is that the judge is also our advocate. <laughs> Amen. And while he is our advocate, he is the one that will judge. And he is the one befriending us. That is why we will never lose in this case. Because the judge, the, the judge is on our side. 
and the Lord Jesus Christ for sure will plead um, the cause of his saints. Hallelujah. And the verdict, of course, not guilty. All of us will be found not guilty because all, all the sins that could have made us guilty were already placed upon his own body at the cross of Calvary. So those things that Satan accused us of are already out of us, taken already by our advocate, That's right. which is the Lord Jesus Christ, yep. at the same time the judge in this courtroom. And you see the blessing there of being a Christian. All our sins <coughs> have been judged at Calvary, and the Lord Jesus Christ paid the price of all of that. Paid in full, as the song says. In verses three and um, verses three to five, this is the account now of God's examination. Um, in verse three, he said, "Here, thou hast proved my heart; thou hast visited me in the night; thou hast tried me, and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress." And you see here, um, David reminds God that he has been examined. He, he reminded God that the record of the interrogation supports his claim of his innocence. And in verse number 4, it says here, Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the path of the destroyer. The psalmist again testifies of the fact that um, it has been his adherence to the word of God. It has been his delight in the Bible. It has been his delight in the in the word of God that has kept him from he called it pernicious ways of worldly behavior. And again it is um, God's word that keeps us away from sin. Someone I heard um, many times I've heard that uh, Richard was saying um, the Bible will keep us away from sin. And sin will keep us away from the Bible. Yeah, and the Bible says also that is similar to that in, in the book of Psalm, chapter 119, that uh, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? He answered that in the next verse By taking him thereto according to that word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And you see, in verse number 5, let's take a look at this. Verse number 5, Hold up my goings in my paths, that my footsteps slip not. And you see here that this is a fervent plea to God that he would keep David from slipping his daily walk. As a Christian, no matter how much you try, you will really slip there are lots of ways that you will slip into, you know, into the mud or into sin or whatever things. But only by the grace of God that we are kept away, yeah. you know, from sin. It's yeah. only by the grace of God and His power that keeps us away from the working of Satan. And that is why he was fervently uh, pleading or pleading to God. That God will, will keep him away or will um, keep him from sleeping. He said, The word is a lamp 
unto my feet and the light unto my path. It is the word of God that he is referring to. And also in verse number <coughs> 6 to verse number 9 in this um, chapter, we can find that this is now David's prayer for intervention. He wants God to intervene in this case. He wants God to look into the matter of his, um, as his position of innocence. He asked the Lord, verse number 6, he said, I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Now you see, he knows his need for God's intervention in his time. He knows his need and, and that he pleads with God to hear and answer his prayer. Because that is our position. We ask the Lord. And the Lord will hear us. The Lord will um, incline His ear. We pray because we know our God will answer us. And the Bible says that in fact it is the Lord who wants us to pray. Pray without ceasing. He said in Thessalonians. And also in, in, in Luke chapter 18, He said, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse number 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. There are things that, you know, you will encounter in your life. You will, you will get in your life if you ask the Lord. He is just waiting for you to pray. He is just waiting for you to ask for it. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. So the Lord is really uh, wanting us to pray. And here in, in verse number verse number 6, verse number 7, the Bible says here, Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by the right hand, them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against thee. So here, David's specific request is for deliverance from his enemies. He acknowledges that God, with his power and his willingness to save, Bible says, by thy right hand, he rejoiced that his hand is not shortened. Not shortened. The hand of the Lord is not shortened, nor his ear heavy. That's what I think Isaiah say that um, that he cannot hear and in verse number 8 it says keep me as the apple of the eye hide me under the shadow of thy wings now here David continued his prayer he continued by asking God to extend a special favor I'll tell you, this is the beauty of our being um, uh, children of God. Our position in the Lord. We can ask God for special favor. Actually, we already receive a lot of special favors. It is because of the grace of God that has been given to us. Grace is unmerited favor. We're not supposed to be saved. We have no right to be saved. 
But because of the grace of God, we are saved. Amen. And we have no escape of God's punishment. We have no escape of God's punishment. But because of God's mercy, we have been forgiven. Mercy, the mercy of God, enables us to, you know, like escape of those punishments that we are, you know, uh, uh, rightfully uh, receiving, supposed to be. But the Lord, you know, delivered us from being punished because of His mercy. In here, David is seeking God for a hiding place. He really wants to be away from these dangerous people around him. He's saying to the Lord, Lord, keep me and hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Verse number nine. Verse number nine. is that from the wicked that oppressed me, from the deadly enemies who compassed me about, surrounded here by his enemies, David was asking God, saying to the Lord, Lord, please help me. Keep me away from evil. Do not allow these oppressors to come near me. So he was surrounded by his enemies. But I will tell you, my friend, this is not just about David. What we are talking about here is not just about David. This is really about you. This is about me. We don't have the oppressors like that, the oppressors of David, but we have the oppressor presently in our surrounding, yep. and that is the people. Yep. Satan is our oppressor. Yep. He oppresses us from sun up to sundown. But a good thing, what a blessed thing it is to be a Christian because we have Christ to deliver us. And what a sad thing to those people who refuse to come to Christ. We are so blessed, brothers and sisters, that we have the Lord on our side. Here David was asking God um, for deliverance. And in verse number, verse number 10 and verse to verse number 12, now here we can find that he listed all these complaints that he has. In verse number 10, it says, They are enclosed in their own fat. With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth, like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and, is, and as it were a young lion, lurking in secret places. So you will find here in verse number 10 to 11 that this contained the dialogue of David with the Lord and he listed his complaints. He um, gave this to God without hesitation. And in, in, he said he complains that his enemies are in rebellion against him and against God. And they are enclosed in their own fat, as he said. That means uh, their hearts are full of rebellion. And in, in, again, he said, they speak proudly. They are 
egotistic. They're so proud against him with threats and accusations. They have ambushed him, preventing him from doing what he needs to do. In verse number 12, he said, Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in, in secret places. That means he said that uh, David's adversaries lie in wait, just waiting to prey upon him. There are people that will just wait and wait, you know, until um, they will find that chance to destroy. So David is not safe around these people. And again, we have our enemy. We are not safe in the surrounding of Satan. Our That's enemy, right. as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. He is just, you know, roaming around to destroy whoever he can find. In verses 13 to 15, he said, Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. Now, he asked God to resolve this crisis, to solve this um, case in his favor. In verse number 13 and 14, uh, it is as though David summons God to rise up against a specific enemy, against a specific oppressor. And again, David knows that God is able and God can destroy his enemy with his sword. And that sword, he meant the word of God. The word of God can destroy the enemy. Because it is a powerful word. The word of God is powerful. As the Bible says uh, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12, for the word of God is weak and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing center of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it's a um, discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. David um, asked God to use righteous judgment in his case. He asked God and pleaded for God. And here we can see that um, in verse number 15, In verse number 14, you can see that his enemy lives only for this life to satisfy the physical needs. And he spoke that in verse number 14. From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world which have their portion in this life and whose belly thou fillest with a hid treasure. They are full of children and leave the rest of the substance to their babes. And you see, his enemy uh, lives only for this life because there's, no, there's nothing laid for them after this life. So, they will just enjoy 
while they can. Heaven is shut before them. And they themselves don't want to go in. There's no hope for them in the future. As Apostle Paul describes that this ingrates and grateful people whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. In verse number 15, in chapter um, 17 of Psalm, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. You see here, David's mood changes and his mind goes from his enemies now to his eternal state. He's looking at the blessed hope to be like the Lord. As I think uh, it is in First uh, John chapter 3 verse number 2. First John chapter 3 verse number 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. David here is looking forward for that um, blessed hope of seeing the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. And here, all of us as Christians, you know, we have all the reasons to be happy. We have all the reasons to rejoice, despite of suffering, despite of hardship maybe and afflictions that we go through, um, you know, on a daily basis. Why? Because we have a blessed hope. We have a bright hope for the future. The Apostle Paul said, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, what God had prepared for them that love Him. If you love the Lord, I'll tell you, you will be satisfied. You will be joyful. You don't need, you know, a, a, a lover in this world. You don't need that. All you need is the Lord. You don't need a husband, you don't need a wife. You need the Lord. But God goes after your need. But what we really need, ultimately, is the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ. We can be happy that our hope is in Christ, who will fashion our vile body like His own body. We shall be like Him as we shall, we shall see Him as He is. You see, David here is... Um, Seeking God's protection and asking God to render the righteous judgment against his oppressors. In our case, it is against the devil. It is against Satan. He is the accuser of the brethren. And he is the one that will, um, that will you know, uh, find a perfect opportunity to destroy us. Bible says in John chapter 10, verse number 10, For the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. How opposite it is with the Lord Jesus Christ. When he said, I am come, that they might have life.
And that, not just life, salvation, eternity, but abundant life on earth. That is also God's will. That is also God's des desire for all of us. I have come, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That is the love of Christ. Opposite to Satan's uh, desire. Satan is only for us to be destroyed, but the Lord Jesus Christ for us to be saved and also to have an abundant life. Let's bow our prayer. Our Father, Lord, thank you for this uh, morning. Thank you for this Sunday school. I pray, Lord, that uh, what we have heard and what we have taken this morning um, will be remembered, O oh God. The principles there of your word, the, the beauty, Lord, that although we have oppressors, we have Satan in our midst, we have, we have the enemies inside and out, and we have in this community, in this society that we are living in, uh, there are oppressors in some way. But Lord, we praise you and we thank you um, because we know that you are there to be our deliverer. Lord, please deliver us. Whoever, Lord, among us right now um, experiencing problems and, and uh, hardships and afflictions in this life, I pray, Lord, that you will hear their prayers. I pray that you will run to their rescue and help them, Lord. Help all of us, God, because one way or another, we have oppressors in our lives. And bless, Lord, your people. Strengthen your people. And thank you, Lord, for um, considering us as the apple of your eye. And Lord, with that, we can find special favor from you. And Lord, hide us under the shadow of your wings because lord we have um we are stormed with with uh, problems and we have uh, we are stormed with enemies in our surrounding and lord uh, be there to deliver us thank you lord once again thank you for the blessing of your word thank you for these principles and i pray oh god that uh, all of us will grow uh, in our church we will grow in your word Bless the Lord, your people, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a break.